Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again. I hope you're doing well. Things are seemingly getting crazier by the day. <laughs> so I hope that you're finding a little bit of grounding, a little bit of ease throughout the day. So on that note, today's podcast, I'm just going to talk about kind of the struggles with having a practice that's dedicated to finding that ease and grounding in the day and how difficult that can be. If you listened to my previous podcast and you know that I did some training on yoga for mental health and how it affects the nervous system and part of that training involves like a practicum and so kind of realizing that it has to start from within and I can't help people to the capacity of which I would like if I can't first help myself. So part of that practicum is a 30-minute daily practice dedicated to myself. I first started out, I had it all um, completely scheduled, like two minutes of breathing, five minutes of this, blah, 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 do this every night. Because what I really struggle with is like finding that space between being compassionate with where you're at and also kind of like that loving ruthlessness of just like, no, <laughs> you might be tired or there might be a million excuses for why you can't spend this 30 minutes, but like you just got to do it anyway. So for some reason, I think having it really structured will help me with that. Um, and so one of the first things that I discovered was that that's not necessarily the best approach. Every day is different. Some days I may feel a lot of pent up tension in my body and I may want to do more of an intense yoga flow type exercise or maybe some trauma release exercises but other days, maybe I'm physically exhausted and that's just not feasible. So I kind of developed into the space of just a 30 minute practice of like, okay, for these next 30 minutes, my focus is on me. So I'm connecting to my nervous system, connecting to my parasympathetic nervous system, trying to take the deepest breaths that I can, trying to ground myself as best that I can, trying to meet whatever is coming up in my experience with a loving, compassionate curiosity. So whatever that entails, right? So maybe that is yoga, maybe that's meditation, maybe that's walking. Uh, yeah. And, but 
I'm having a lot of struggles with that too because now without that structure I find myself a lot of the times like going onto my yoga mat is that is kind of just my dedicated space for this practice and like I just kind of lie there tossing and turning and thinking about things and dissociating and I don't know sometimes I feel a little bit more agitated at, at, at the end and those times when I do relax and ease into it and manage to practice a little bit of a yoga nidra or um, a little bit of yin I can feel so good and I can feel that release and ease and but then the guilt and the shame comes in instantaneously like why why don't you do this always like what's wrong with you this is so easy like Blah, 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 blah. Just kind of beating myself down. So earlier this week, I had a really good yin practice. And that was my first time trying to incorporate yin yoga into um, this 30-minute daily practice. It's something that I've always loved. And uh, yeah, it kind of seemed like a no-brainer once I actually thought of it. I was like, duh. And yeah, it felt so good. And I'd been struggling so hard to do these 30 minutes. And then next thing I knew, I was practicing in for an hour. And the first thing I did when I stopped is I said to myself, tomorrow, you struggle to do a half an hour. That is okay. Like, if tomorrow's practice isn't amazing, or if you don't even make it to do yin tomorrow, like, that is okay. So just kind of starting to nip those negative thought patterns in in the butt a little bit and I made it back to the yin the next day but I have to admit like I haven't made it back to that space since and so the other part that really factors into this thing that I learned just mind-blowing to me is that like you could be trying really hard to have a practice that connects you to your parasympathetic state allows you to start to relax to maybe start to produce some of those oh, feel-good chemicals as you call them and um if you've been primarily in a state of anxiety or fear, worry, sadness, guilt, shame, that those happy chemicals, they may not be able to land in your body the same way. So the receptors in your body may be more primed to the chemicals associated with the sadness or the depression or shame and all that and that's kind of the gas I guess you can think of it that your the car that is your body is running on right is it the gas of of happiness and joy and expansiveness or is it the gas of sadness and worry and fear um and knowing that if it isn't the sadness and the worry and the fear, like, that's okay. It doesn't, there's nothing wrong with you or flawed or unworthy um, about you. But yeah, 
just as your car needs a certain type of gas in order to operate, right? Like if let's say you have a truck, it needs diesel, you put regular in, like it's just going to break apart. That's also kind of how your body starts to react to these chemicals. So, and it's also very dependent on the state of your mother, like when you were born, stuff and the way you grew up. There's a lot of things that are really outside of your control for a while, right? And so if your body's kind of just already primed to this worry and the sadness and it needs that gas to drive, then it's going to try to derive that gas out of anything that it can, all the while ignoring any other types of fuel. Because actually those types of fuels like would harm that car, right? Thinking of the diesel and regular kind of analogy. And so that's kind of how your nervous system can start to react towards happiness and comfort and ease. It's like, ugh, like get this away. Like, <laughs> this is not how I have survived. And that that's like really, really what I'm sensing. I'm trying to lie down to practice. It's just this like, no, no feeling inside. And I mean, when you're already dealing with extreme exhaustion from just being so depressed for years and years on end and fighting with no motivation and trying to fight against your own survival techniques, your own, like the best way that your, your nervous system learned how to adapt and protect you, despite like some pretty shitty situations, like Trying to really sit there and face that and pivot, constantly pivot back to presence and mindfulness and ease. Sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes I'm trying all day. Sometimes I give up entirely for two days or three days. And I guess like that's the ticket, right? Is that one day. In group therapy that I was in a while ago, they presented me with this thought of some is better than none. And I definitely still catch myself getting wrapped up in that black and white thinking of, you know, if every practice isn't that perfect one hour long yin where I come out feeling like weightless and amazing, then they're nothing. Like none of them mean anything and I'm worthless. The fact that I even sit there for 30 minutes, you know, and even if I'm just lying on the floor ruminating about shit, like at least that's 30 minutes that I stepped away from my regular routine, right? And I have to have faith in the vision of what I know I can become. And while I know that there's certain struggles in this present moment in time and I can't ignore those or push those away try to gaslight myself or make excuses or whatever. I have to just look at those, acknowledge them, but also hold space for for where I know that I can go and where what I know I can accomplish. But all the while not beating myself up for not being in that space. 
So finding that sweet spot, I'm, I'm still really struggling with it. And that's okay. And saying that is okay. And putting out a podcast where it's not completely like, oh, hey, here's some helpful tips. And it's just like, oh, hey, like, this sucks. This is hard. I want to talk about it. No, like, that's okay, too. I'm struggling. This is not easy. And that's okay. Every day that it seems like I'm going to break apart at the seams, just try to get out of bed. And every day that I get out of bed, still, it's huge. It means I can do it. It means that there's some well of unbelievable strength inside of me. And that is me. That is the true me. That is the true us. That is our true power. It isn't there. It's always there. Just waiting to be set free. Waiting to be connected to. Just all these other things. All the things. Everything that gets put on us course of our lifetime that was put on our parents and our parents parents and the human condition you know like it's okay all of these things they're just things at the end of the day deep down is that well of strength you know maybe that's maybe that is a tip that I have you know started out kind of struggling making this podcast because like I like I don't don't know how to help myself (laughs) don't know how to necessarily help anybody else but maybe that's a piece of it is is that faith you know is really really holding on to that of that general sense you know sometimes and just kind of like a general idea that's where I can go but next time I'm struggling with practicing tomorrow I'm gonna try to just really like no you are strong you can do this get out of bed every day you know people who struggle with mental health issues like this is just this pain that we carry around inside of us and nobody can see it and part of that pain and what makes it worse is trying to keep anybody from seeing it so nobody understands how hard sorry not nobody but people who don't live with it they don't understand how hard it is just to get out of bed they see that you know maybe you have unstable relationships. Or maybe you're a bit moody. Or maybe your apartment's a mess. Or I don't know. All of the things. The fact that you just even get out of bed every day is, is huge. Huge. Fighting with all those demons in, in my mind, in your mind. Every second of the day. Like that's... 
I understand. I get, I get what you're going through out there. And it's hard. It's not easy. A lot of people don't get it. But we're strong. Just because these hurts are on the inside. Doesn't take away from our strength. You know, just because you can't see the physical manifestation of your strength doesn't mean that it's not there. I would argue that fighting these battles on the inside require so much more strength than anything on the outside. So we're strong. We can do it. Like it's just reminding myself that it's only half an hour. But also being mindful that this is like that act of only a half an hour. Like, oh, it's only a half an hour. Then that I instantly have the inner critic go, well, like, well, then why can't you do it? It's not only a half an hour. Any any second, any second that in the day that I'm trying to shift my focus and my neural pathways and my attention towards myself and the love and the power in me is is ginormous it's like trying to change a tsunami no and it's not just 30 minutes that that's a big deal 30 minutes is a huge deal 30 seconds one second is a huge deal not that it's impossible not that it's some something that can't be accomplished or something that's so difficult but just that it's it's an accomplishment and it's hard and while lovingly pushing myself in the direction of doing it I also need to be compassionate with myself in my struggles and in the ways that I might not be doing it but that I'm not going to give up because I always have, right? Like I always have. It's always been the same pattern of setting these really rigid expectations for myself. Things not going well, a couple days not going well, and then just giving up on it entirely. And sure, the thing that's driving me right now is the fact that I know that somebody's going to look at it. It's going to look at my logs and look at um, if I did things or not. And, like, that's the only thing that's driving my own uh, exploration into myself. Or not driving, sorry. Driving's not the one word. But the, the thing that's keeping me accountable, rather. Sorry, not not at all drive. Like, the thing that's driving me is, is love for myself. And absolutely. But what is holding me accountable is just kind of the fact is what not, sorry, is... um my fear of what someone else is going to think of me. So my accountability is, is a survival mode example, right? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I just kind of have to laugh at the irony of that. <laughs> they like, Oh, I'm trying to get out of survival mode, but I'm going to scare myself into it by thinking in a survival mode way of thinking and aligning the results with this in a survival mode way of thinking. Like, no wonder I'm finding it very, very challenging. But that's good. That's good. Because I think in these times, when things are so hard, you need a bit of a helping hand. Like, it can't just all be on you, right? And I've really tried to do this alone. And there's a lot of shame in that. 
in admitting that you need help and, and in feeling that you're burdening other people with your problems and yeah, so just kind of trying to tough it out alone. And that's not a failure. Maybe you do need someone to hold you accountable. Maybe you do need somebody that you really love and care about and trust that you can just write down a couple lines on how your practice is. Just anything. doesn't matter. Say this fucking sucks and I failed and I suck at it and I just lied there. Say I didn't do it. Say I hate this. You know? Say I scroll TikTok on my phone for a portion of it, right? Like, okay, it's okay. Then whatever comes up, love yourself. I love myself. <laughs> I don't know if you can sense the, that was phrased as a question. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I do, I love myself. It's just, it feels awkward to say that out loud. It's still something that I'm finding space in my body to feel comfortable with. It's still something that some days I completely reject with every fiber of my being and my body. Again, some is better than none. For all those days that I fail, it's not a failure because it's because in all those days I'm paying attention, noticing, connecting to myself and my experience, whatever that is. So maybe that's how I'm going to even reframe the 30 minutes. It's not like connecting to my parasympathetic nervous system, like this goal, like, yeah, I need to connect to that. Yeah, I need to work out that muscle that is my parasympathetic nervous system. But I can do that. I, I can do that all day long. And I know I'm going to get there with this 30 minutes. Like, I know that's eventually going to be the end game. I can, I can hold that vision in my mind. But maybe right now the 30 minutes is just 30 minutes of awareness of my experience with complete love and compassion. So whatever that is, if I'm lying there and I'm ruminating and I'm dissociating, just loving myself for that. Like, you know, I I came to this realization today that, or not today, sorry, earlier this week, kind of struggling with some of this stuff that like, It's easier to stay in the darkness, you know? It's easier to have your heart closed off. It's easier to live in this state of panic and stress and mess. Because, like, no one can mess with your mess. No one's going to come in and, and make your messier apartment messier. Like, right? <laughs> the only thing to really, like, throw you off is to clean it. Like, that's that's really, like, jarring. Like, clean it. Like, oh, things actually look good. Then, like things are feeling good and like what the hell do I do with feeling good feelings right like no no idea like that's what's happening with this practice and in my life that I'm noticing is that it's easier to feel stressed when you're already depressed like who cares right like when coronavirus hit I'm so depressed 
already and then it's like coronavirus like oh you know at the beginning it seemed like pretty serious like everyone might die and the first thought in my head was like sweet finally like an escape right but these people who have these like happy lives and these families and these full rich lives like they had so they had so much to lose. I wasn't even bummed out. I didn't even have anything to look forward to. Like I've lived in such a shutdown, free state. Like just like oh cool, I now have this like great excuse to not have to see anyone to just bail out of all of these like social engagements that caused me like a shit ton of anxiety to begin with. Like great. <laughs> so when you're already at rock bottom, a freaking pandemic won't even make you feel bad. It's almost a relief. Right? But just trying to move towards a happy feeling state, like, that is terrifying. Yeah, so terrifying. So, if I think about how I approached my practice in the terms of this fear, right? Terrified. My nervous system, my inner child's like, girl, like this fear, this anxiety, like this is how we survive. And I'm here and I'm just like trying to shove myself into this place like now, like literally like just forcing myself in there. That's just perpetuating the fear. The discomfort, the disease, right? So maybe... What I'm trying to do also is this concept of, like, I got you, right? Like, I'm here for you. And as somebody who struggles with suicidal ideation every single day of their life and who has self-harmed and um, had suicide attempts, it's hard to believe myself when I say that. But the truth of the matter is if you strip away all the nonsense, all of the things, I'm 100% there for myself. I 100% got myself. That is my natural state. Loving, amazing, compassion radical acceptance of me and I believe that I believe that fact I may not always my rational mind and whatever and just all that nonsense it may not believe that about myself but I do 100% believe that as a fact so all of this other evidence that my nervous system, my thoughts, sorry, yeah, just my thoughts want to start to bring up as reasons why I don't have my own back and why I'm not there for myself and why it's okay to sit on that, why it's not okay to sit on that mat and, and be courageous, face that fear and know that I support myself, like, That those are just stories. Those are just stories that I'm telling myself. 
those are just stories that my brain is saying to keep refilling that gas tank with that gas of fear. But at the end of the day, there's no truth in that. I've had bad days. I've had bad moments. I've had moments of not treating myself the way that I deserve. Those are moments. Those aren't me. Those aren't the entirety of my existence. Those aren't the truth of my being either. Right? The truth of my being, the truth of your being, the truth of all of our beings is love. And love isn't like, I'm not talking about what you see in the movies and all just happy. Love is just unconditional. Love is loving the most ugly, what you've deemed ugly or unlovable parts of yourself and loving them anyways. You know, something I've read on how to find uh, unconditional love for yourself is by seeing it in examples of it in the world around you and then trying to kind of uh, like copy that in your own life right and that was a bit of a lonely thing for me uh but luckily the book kind of understood that and was like hey so you could also even just think about your pet if you don't have a lot of relationship in your life that you can think of right and like literally my cat could shit on my face and I would I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even be mad at him. Like I love him so much. There's there's nothing that he could do that would even slightly waver from that love. And that's not easy. Right? Like it's not easy to to get shit on in your face. Like <laughs> not saying that that has to happen for any reason, but um that's kind of how what we're doing to ourselves like we're shitting on our own faces we're shitting on our own minds and it's so hard to see that and to see yourself going through that and just to have to deal with it and suck it up or not suck it up but you know just to have to try to manage it but you know just instead finding a place where I can just love myself even even still for shitting on my own face <laughs> I don't know that that might not be the best analogy, but, um, yeah, that, that's, that's our true nature is loving ourselves for shooting on our own faces, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I think that's kind of funny and kind of beautiful. Uh, that's okay. All those, I don't want to call them mistakes because they're only mistakes because I tell myself that they're mistakes, right? All of those events that happened, that they're just that, they're events. They don't mean that I'm less worthy of love. They don't mean that I'm less capable of love towards myself. They don't mean that I'm weak. They don't mean anything about me.
so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really hoping that um, later on in this practicum or through my mentorship that I'll have a part two to this podcast. It's a little bit more like, hey, you know, I really kept at it and here's some tips. But I think even that is a tip in itself is like as much as it sucks and as much as you feel like you're failing and like you're not doing it right or or whatever, like just gotta keep doing it, but keep doing it in a loving way. Keep doing it in a way that acknowledges the fact that if I'm afraid and I'm terrified, I'm so scared to be happy. And also that my nervous system has been operating in a way to survival mode and hyperdrive for the last 32 years. I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm scared. And that that's what I'm bringing onto the mat. It's not just this like, oh, you know, discipline. You have to do it. Da, da, da. Do it. Just do it. No, this is so complex. So many parts of myself that I have to love and accept as I'm walking onto that mat, leading up to that mat. I think about this practice all freaking day long. Beat myself up for it. How am I going to fail at it today? How hard is it going to be today? You know, like, it's got to start there too, in that dialogue. I love you enough today to take 30 minutes out of the day. And, but you know what? Maybe that's not the best thing because as I even said that, I came up with another thought of that the days that I don't succeed, that means I don't love myself enough. Right? Like, frick, man, I don't know. This is so hard. Maybe I should do away with the 30 minutes entirely. Like, I don't know, but I feel like it's helpful to have some sort of dedicated time and to incorporate that into my routine. Like, I do think that that's really, really, really helpful. Like something I did the other day at work um, is I put on a specific playlist and that was um, 30 minutes long and for those 30 minutes I was just focusing on grounding and that loving compassion of my experience right and there's all the shame and guilt of like well you're not lying on the mat and that wasn't entirely you know connecting with yourself and your your parasympathetic nervous system wasn't entirely engaged like Therefore, that entire practice is a waste. Okay. Like, what? I gotta start somewhere, man. I gotta start somewhere. Whatever little things that I can find throughout the day, whatever little pockets of 30 minutes, like, I, I just gotta do it. And like, I hope you can find those for yourself, too. Uh, I teach a meditation like mindfulness class sometimes and I always try to do it as a, a how-to so it's not just 
you know, an hour of a guided meditation. It's like a real talk about how do you find mindfulness meditation in your life when your brain is going at a thousand miles an hour. And when you have like a sometimes you can have two brains talking or three brains or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand brains firing like 16 different worrisome thoughts at you at all times. Like, how do you just like sit there and quiet it down? And the thing that I always say is just like, start with something that you love, right? Like start with something that's easy, engaging, that there's a lot of things to bring you into that present moment. Cause there's a lot of things to bring you out in your mind, right? Like just sitting there focusing on your breath. That's one thing. And yeah, there's a lot of complexity and subtleties in that breath and eventually working to a place where one breath is just so engaging in its experience and just triggering all of your sensory organs and functions and you're just completely engulfed by that experience of that inhale like awesome like that is the end goal but when I can barely feel parts of my body like how am I supposed to feel the subtleties of my breath? You know, I will get there. But just starting with the easy things or maybe also starting with the boring things that you really, really, really don't want to do. Because then sometimes like that makes me feel like I accomplished two things. Like rather than just sitting there thinking like, oh my God, I don't want to do these dishes. Like I hate doing these dishes. It's so worse. Like, oh, I can't wait for it to be over. Like, why am I so lazy? Why do I never do the dishes? Like, I hate this. This is why. Ugh, you know, why, why not try to get two birds stoned at once? Why not engage my mind more in the feeling of, of presence? Because really the act of doing the dishes, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that tiring. It's not, it's nothing, right? It's that thought of like, it's so tiring and why can't I do this? And beating myself up for not doing it. It's all, all of that that's making it so so tiring. So yeah, either or. Maybe just trying to bring in that compassionate awareness of your experience, whatever it is, for 30 minutes while you're doing the dishes. Maybe those 30 minutes are just fucking hating it entirely. But maybe, maybe out of those 30 minutes, there's one or two seconds where you do feel your feet on the ground and where you do feel your breath. And I just have to keep holding on to the faith that those one seconds will grow because they are. And it's hard when it's so slow and it's hard when you have black and white thinking and it's hard when you have kind of like depressed negative thinking because, again, your body's just wanting to fill that gas tank with the sadness, right? It doesn't want to believe that you're getting better. The... The improvements are so small, so slow and incremental. So it's going to try to ignore that. It's literally just going to try to push that out of your perception. So I don't believe in the fake it till you make it in a certain way because it's like, okay, if I legitimately think that I'm ugly and then I just repeat to myself every day like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, that's actually reinforcing that I think that I'm ugly in like a weird way because it feels like I need to just like constantly say that I I hope that maybe makes sense so 
um, it's not a fake it till you make it in that sense of just like repeating to yourself in like a forceful way of like, I got this, like, I got this, like, I'm strong, like, I can do this. It's like maybe, hey, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I'm also not completely sure that I don't got this. There was a long time where I was completely sure that I don't got this. And I was completely lost. So, yeah. Not forcing it down my throat. Acknowledging, like, yeah, I'm a little bit confused. Yeah, I'm a little bit lost, but I have hope. You know, the days where I really don't feel the hope, that's okay. Not forcing it. It's kind of the same thing with the sleep. If you listen to my last podcast, if it's just a day where like I can't sleep, like I- I'm just not gonna make myself sleep. Like I'm actually, it's one o'clock in the morning right now, and I'm doing this podcast. I gotta be up at six, but I could just tell as I lied down in bed tonight. Like tonight was not the night, so I might as well be productive, <laughs> right? Or I don't know. It's the same kind of thing. If it's just a day where you know, like. I'm not feeling it today. You just have a depressive day. It just feels like the world is caving in around you and like you're a failure and like you can barely hang on for a single second. In those days, that's when I bring in the idea of like, that's today. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try to tell myself, you got this because it just feels fake. It just feels wrong. It doesn't sit sit well it just like it's almost like rubbing it in my face how much I don't got this at this particular moment so it is what it is today today I don't got it today I'm falling apart at the seams today I feel like if I had to take one more breath it would be my last I'm so exhausted (laughs) but I know now that tomorrow will be different will be different and experiences show me that when you start to pay attention you start to notice how you feel day to day then that evidence shows up for you too right so it's easier to just kind of let that day be as it is and and know that things will look up right so that's kind of how I feel about my existence in this moment in time as its entirety it's a little bit like one of those super depressive days but And I may not have the evidence that tomorrow will be different yet, but I believe in it. And I believe that if I keep trying at these practices, no matter what, if I win or if I fail, then you know what? The greatest gift that I could learn out of this is learning to love myself in my failure what what a wonderful gift so what okay if maybe in the next eight weeks I didn't like tone my vagus nerve as much as I would have liked so what if I didn't operate more in a sympathetic state as was my intention learning to love myself in my failure or whatever my perceived failure is 
and eventually like seeing is that nothing that I do is a failure and doing away with that thought process entirely and finding love in myself that way. You know, I mean, that still gets me to the same intention. That's still deeply, profoundly healing for my nervous system. So, yeah, okay, cool. I think that's another piece of the puzzle, is just letting it be what it needs to be as it needs to be it. Tonight, I'm not going to sleep. That sucks. Stressed out about work. I could use a good night's sleep. But I love myself. And I know that it's not my fault. I did good. I didn't eat crap before bed. No. Did a wind down. I did everything I'm supposed to do. Something in me is responding in a certain way. I might not be fully in tune with what that is yet. I know it's coming from a place of wanting to protect me. It may be maladaptive, that behavior, but it is coming from a place still even in that of self-love. And so it's okay. I will eventually sleep better. I will eventually practice stronger. I don't know, stronger. Eh, I don't want to attach any sort of words that compare. I will one day practice in a way that gives me more opportunities, as many opportunities as possible for expansion and connection with myself. And I realize as I said that out loud that that is actually what I'm doing right now. Just maybe that my capacities for that expansion are are a little bit smaller than the potential of what they could be. But I'm going to hold my sight on that potential. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm sorry, it's a rambly, jumbly mess. I'm sorry if, you know, um, yeah, I didn't have all the necessary like tools. Um, but I mean, I hope that even just talking about some of this stuff, I know for me, just knowing that somebody feels the way that I feel sometimes was just the biggest, biggest help. So Maybe, maybe just in that, I hope that I've been somewhat helpful to you and also acknowledging the fact that, fuck it, I don't have to be helpful to be worthy. You know, this is helping me process a lot of stuff, just kind of getting this stuff out. And I really do hope that it helps people to the bottom of my heart. But at the same time, I'm still worthy of love and life and joy and happiness regardless but yeah <laughs> I do hope that um, doing okay especially if you are Listening from the U.S., uh, I am coming to you from Canada. 
Just I hope I hope we're all okay. There's been a lot a lot of craziness going on. But just like the potential that I I'm holding on to in tomorrow. I feel that for all of us as well. It might not be the literal tomorrow. It might not be the tomorrow of a year from now or ten years from now. But there is that potential and it's ever present. And I do feel that it's growing every single day. So, thank you so much for listening. I may not know you, but let's know that you're not alone.